I'm back today and talking about mental health for new dads. Yes, you heard that right. Often we focus so much on moms, and rightly so, that we forget about dads. And remember, we too are navigating a major life transition. If this sounds like something that you're interested in, you've found the right place. Welcome to Fitness for Fatherhood, the podcast helping first-time fathers find the time to regain their health and fitness to become the superhero dads their kids look up to. I'm Stacey Liddell, your host, a qualified personal trainer, two-time amateur physique competitor, and soon-to-be dad. I firmly believe that a healthy body and mind are the cornerstones to a fulfilling life. Get ready to gain actionable tools and strategies from real-life examples to take control of your health and fitness to become the superhero dad your kids can look up to. Whether you're a new dad, a dad-to-be, or a friend or family member looking to support the new dad in their life, you won't want to miss this episode. Why, you ask? First, I'm going to delve into the often unspoken mental health challenges new fathers face. Next, I'll provide actionable strategies that will empower you to maintain your mental well-being in this new stage of life. And last but not least, I'll shed some light on resources and support networks available to you. This episode is a goldmine of information that can help transform your parenthood journey. So please, stay tuned. Often, when we talk about new parents, our attention is directed towards mums. And this is obviously much warranted, and I don't want to distract from the fact that moms have an extremely tough job to do in the early stages of the baby's life. The fact is that dads are also navigating a major life transition. The first major topic I want to talk about today is understanding the challenges of new fatherhood and recognizing mental health issues that could arise. New parenthood is quite a whirlwind. There are sleepless nights, and sometimes the cries cannot be soothed. Balancing work and family can lead to emotional stress that sometimes escalates into serious mental health concerns. As I've mentioned in the previous episode, there are studies that indicate up to 1 in 10 new dads experience postpartum depression, and the number is likely higher due to a lack of awareness and social stigma. That's right. Postpartum depression isn't exclusive to new moms. It's time we shed some light on this, breaking the stigma and assuring you dads that seeking help is not a sign of weakness. And speaking of help, reaching out to loved ones or mental health professionals is vital if you're feeling down. But there's more that you can do, and this will help you better navigate this new phase of life. A big and often neglected term, especially in men's circles, are the words self-care. When I say self-care, a lot of men turn up their noses to that phrase, but I don't know how better to describe it. And when I say self-care, all I'm really talking about is looking after your physical and mental well-being. It's as simple as that. It's about making time to get enough rest so that you can feel rejuvenated and you need to reconnect with yourself outside of the role of being a father. A balanced mood reduced stress, and improved sleep are just a few of the benefits of prioritizing self-care. The guilt of wanting time for yourself is absolutely normal, but I feel that it's unnecessary. In fact, my view is that if you take care of yourself, this equips you to take better care of all of your loved ones. 
I know most people want to hear about practical self-care strategies. So let me just get into that very quickly. My number one tip and one of the main reasons why I started this podcast is to talk about exercise. Exercise is incredible, not only for your physical well-being, but also for the mental health benefits. Exercise reduces stress and alleviates symptoms of depression and anxiety. I currently have a five-day gym program. I go five times a week, but I only stay in the gym for 35 to 45 minutes. I've reduced my time in the gym, but increased the frequency before the baby arrives. Alongside exercise, I think it's really important to have a good, balanced, nutritious diet. This is going to fuel your body and mind. It also helps boost your immune system as well as your energy levels, and this is definitely going to contribute to your overall well-being. A lot of people ask me about my diet, and to be honest, I don't actually have a strict diet. What I do tend to do is I kind of make try to make healthier food food choices 85% of the time. I've mentioned this time and time again. For example, Monday to Thursday, my wife and I almost always eat home-cooked meals. Then on a Friday, at the end of a week, we often order a meal in and we try as best as we can to keep that meal healthy. However, just going to be transparent and honest, this past Friday, we ordered in a Korean-styled chicken meal, which isn't the healthiest option, but we only paired it with a salad. We made a homemade salad with that, and so while we ate a rather unhealthy protein source, we ate veggies without any carbs in the evening. So that is our Friday nights. Sometimes it's healthy, sometimes we spoil ourselves a little bit. Then Saturday and Sunday, uh, we often go out on a Saturday for a meal. But again, that, that meal is never unhealthy. It's always a whole, a whole foods meal. Perhaps we'll go for something like kimbap, which is a Korean uh, rice roll, similar to maki, or we'll prepare something healthy at home. And Saturday evening, nowadays, it's normally a home-cooked meal, and Sundays, same thing. We rarely eat out, and we rarely order in unhealthy foods. And that, to me, is the best way to keep your, your diet balanced. Another thing to be mindful of is portion size. I try to eat until I'm about 80% full and then stop. Overeating is can become a habit and can you can rack up calories very quickly that way and it can lead to a lot of health and weight problems in the future. All right, so other than diet, the thing that I think a lot of people are overlooking is mindfulness. Mindfulness helps with exercise it helps with maintaining a good diet because this is a practice that involves being present, aware of your surroundings. And it helps you tune in to how you're feeling and what's going on with your body. It's going to help reduce stress and it's also certainly going to enhance your physical well-being as well. 
Mindfulness can be practiced in everyday activities. And this is sometimes something that people seem to misunderstand about mindfulness. It's not only things like yoga and meditation that requires mindfulness. You can stay connected with the present by being mindful when you brush your teeth or being mindful when you change a diaper or being mindful when you're preparing a bottle if you are bottle feeding your baby. So in every action that you do, try and bring yourself into that present moment. It's such a wonderful experience and something that definitely is overlooked for most people. If you are looking for something a little bit more structured, I use an app called Headspace when I want to actually sit down and do full-on meditation. If you haven't given it a try already, I'm not sponsored by them. I'm not affiliated to them, but it has seriously helped me with my meditation practice. And if you're looking to start something like that, it's a great place to start. The next thing I want to talk about is handling your emotions. This is another critical aspect of mental health. I know us guys have a tendency of bottling up our emotions. I do it as well. I'm definitely guilty of this. And this can lead to emotional outbursts later on. And so it's essential to recognize, process, and express your feelings in a healthy way. Doing so will bring us closer to emotional balance, and this develops emotional resilience. Something that I also really, really focus on a lot is my stoic practice. So I love stoicism and it's something that has really, really changed the way that I think. I'm not sure if this book is available in every single country, but how I got started with stoicism is I bought a book called A Handbook for for New Stoics, How to Thrive in a World Out of Your Control, and that I'm actually holding my hands right now. And it's a 52 week-by-week journal-slash-lesson book. And that's written by Massimo Pigliucci. I hope I haven't butchered his Italian name. And he also wrote another book called How to Be a Stoic. And those two books really got me started down the path of Stoicism. And it really, really has helped me to really focus on the things that I can control. And I've built up so much mental resilience and so much new perspective by doing so. I really recommend it to those dads out there who are trying to actively take steps to build mental fortitude and resilience. Another pillar of mental health is social support. And having your family, friends, or even online groups to talk to can provide a much-needed morale boost. Effective communication, being open about feelings, Actively listening and maintaining a respectful tone are vital when you're having these interactions. I know that I've mentioned this before, and I still am quite surprised that this has worked so beautifully for me, and that's speaking to other dads in groups on Facebook. When I have questions, when I have self-doubt, speaking those kind of platforms really, really helps me to understand that other people are going through these experiences as well. And I've got loads of practical advice from dads who've been through the situations that I'm thinking about in the future. If you haven't tried it already and you're feeling a bit nervous about diving in and talking on these groups, why don't you just join a group and monitor and look at the conversations to see how positive and how impactful some of these groups can be. If you're experiencing significant mental health challenges, however, then remember 
that it's okay to seek professional help. If you're experiencing chronic exhaustion, persistent feelings of hopelessness, or changes in your sleep or appetite, this could indicate that there is a deeper mental issue on hand. It's crucial not to ignore these signs and to reach out to a healthcare provider. And before I wrap up the show, I do want to talk about one essential thing, which I think is so important for you and your partner to have, and that's open communication. Open communication with your partner helps you to understand the importance of teamwork. Teamwork is vital for parenting. You're going to have to share responsibilities and maintain an open dialogue because you're going to find that you parent in slightly different styles or maybe drastically different styles. There are undoubtedly going to be challenging times ahead for you and your partner and that's absolutely okay. If you have this open communication, it helps to create an environment that is balanced for your children and is going to lessen the stress in your household. I hope today's episode has shed some light on the often overlooked issues for new dads. And I hope that some of you feel that you now have a starting point to equip yourself with some of the tools to navigate this exciting but challenging phase of life. If you found this episode informative, please, all I ask is that you share it with someone who might benefit from it. You never know who might need to hear this. And always remember, by supporting each other, you and your partner can make the journey of parenthood easier for yourselves. Until next time, stay well, stay fit, and remember, you've got this.